What do you think is the most important personal finance principle? Is it live below your means? Great advice, really simple. A lot of people don't follow it. In fact, I've got a video called Personal Finance Wisdom you'll hear nowhere else where I talk about the power of being very frugal when it comes to personal expenses, post-tax expenses, and then being very aggressive when it comes to pre-tax or business expenses. And I'm a huge fan of living below your means, but that's not the most important principle. Is it to get out of debt? The G-O-O-D, the good principle. Well, no, it's not either. In fact, I think you need to be careful when it comes to paying off debt. I have a video which proves why you shouldn't pay off student loans early. And I'm also a huge proponent of you never owning investment, rental, real estate, free and clear, but instead to always have long-term, fixed-rate, low-interest debt against that real estate. And I've got a video on that as well because it makes such a big impact on cash-on-cash -cash returns and several other things. So no, this is not the most important principle either. Is it to pay yourself first? It's a timeless principle, the idea that before you start spending the money that you earn, you go ahead and set some aside for savings. Is this it? Great principle, but no, it's not the most important. Is it to own your own business? Because obviously when you own your own business, you're in control of your time and you can be in control of how much money you earn. In fact, I put together a video directed toward graduates on how they can become wealthy more efficiently than through the traditional means of getting a job, saving a little bit of money on the side, and then slowly, slowly, slowly building up. I talk about how powerful it is to own your own business and to run that successfully and then take those profits and invest them. But is this the most important principle? It's an important one, but not the most important one. Is it invest in real estate? You're thinking, ah, that's what you've been driving us at, Phil, because you're a real estate investing guru, and so you want everybody to invest in real estate. Well, interestingly enough, this is also not the most important personal finance principle. And you know me. First of all, I wrote the book on how to be a real estate investor, and uh, I do think that real estate is the ideal investment. You get the income from it if you own it long term. You can get depreciation, so that makes that income more tax advantage. If you buy it right, you get instant equity. You also get the potential for appreciation, and you can use leverage to acquire it. So yes, I think it's the ideal investment, but it's still not the most important principle. So what is? What is the most important principle in personal finance? Giving, or what I call returning. I'll explain that in a moment. So this has taken a spiritual turn. Dun, dun, dun. So if you don't like that kind of stuff, you can shut it off right now. But this is the most important personal finance principle, and I'm going to break it down for you. Giving. So a quick story. So I was back in my homeless days, and I was just going to church. And I went to church one day, and the message was about tithing. And I knew nothing about this. Obviously, I'd been to church as a kid, and I saw the plate go across the aisle, but I didn't really know what it was all about. So the pastor was describing how in Malachi, the Lord was describing, was telling the Israelites that they had robbed him. They had robbed him in tithes and offerings. And then he said, test me in this and see if I won't open up the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing you won't have room enough to store it. And that your pests will not devour your crops and then the fruit won't drop from your vines early. So what the pastor was, was preaching was that we should test the Lord in this idea of tithes and offerings. Now, 
That particular day, Sunday morning, I had about $200 in my pocket because I had refereed Pee Wee football the day before on a Saturday, and uh, that was all my money for the week. And so he had, cha he had challenged us, and he said, give it a, give it a test. Because this is the only place in the Bible where the Lord says to test it. And, you know, it was, it was $20, which would be 10%. That's what tithing is, 10 a tenth. And I, uh, I gave it a shot. Now, look, I know for some of you, you're thinking, well, wait a minute, I don't have 10%. Okay, I know I didn't have 10% then. In fact, that represented me either eating beans or being able to go to Subway one day that week. But what did I have to lose? I was already broke. I was looking for ideas. <laughs> I was looking to test some things. So I gave it a shot. And here's what happened. A few days later, I was going to check my mail, which I didn't have a physical address at the time. I had a P.O. box. So I got this, uh, this envelope, and I opened it up, and all there was was a check for $200. And I was like, what? And it showed in the bottom left corner uh, the address of a property that I had rented along with three other college buddies about a year prior. And so what that was was my deposit being returned to me when I rented that place. Now, i got to tell you, this was back in my partying heathen days, and we left that place a wreck. I was the last one to leave, I remember. And I remember walking out, seeing the mattresses and this broken, torn carpet, thinking, oh my gosh, we're not getting our deposit back. We might get a big, fat bill. And so to see this come in, especially since it was a year later, was a complete miracle. And uh, later I learned that what happened was Vanderbilt University, that was actually their property, they demoed it after we moved out because they were going to build a new building. So because of the demoing, they had to, by law, I guess, give us the deposit back. And I don't know why the accounting took so long. And then I tried to figure out how the heck they found me, right? Because I had a P.O. box. And it turns out that it was through mail forwarding. Okay, so it was a miracle, but there were some logical explanations. The point is, I put $20 into the offering plate when the pastor told, him to, to, told the entire congregation to test him. And it was a couple days later, and I had 200 bucks. I was sold. Now, I will break down that this is not a cosmic vending machine, and there's a lot that goes into this topic. But the point is, I want you to look at giving as the single most important principle in personal finance because it impacts everything else you'll ever do. Right? It's the wind at your back. It is the thing that ultimately overcomes those circumstances that are truly outside of your control. Some of you know what I'm talking about. You're doing all these things, but there are circumstances in your life that you have no control over that have, that have pushed you back down. What I am arguing here, and I, uh, by the way, have been giving the offering message at my church uh, periodically, about once a month, about the last eight years. I've got a pretty good handle on this subject at this point. I've talked to thousands of people, both who have participated in giving consistently and those who haven't. And uh, the bottom line is this. It's the most important principle. Let's dive deeper into giving. I refer to giving as returning. And that's because it's all the creators, everything. Any, any power you've been given has been given to you by the Creator, the, the power to get wealth and the power to do anything. This is all the Creators. Now, if you don't believe there's a Creator, there's plenty of YouTube videos out there that will prove that there is. So let's move past that. And let's talk about the fact that we don't own it. 
right? Somebody, it is the creator that owns everything, and we are stewards of it. So when you have that perspective, it really shapes the way you look at giving. Because I'm not giving what is mine, I'm returning what is his. Or as R.G. Letourneau, my, one of my favorite Christian entrepreneurs would say, it's not how much of my money I give to God, it's how much of God's money I keep for myself. So, if we look at it in terms of returning, that also sets the context for a healthy relationship with money. It eliminates greed, because we're not looking at it in terms of mine, 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 in terms of how productive can I be with my time, with the talents and the gifts that the Lord has given me, and then what can I do to impact society, right? And so when you are returning back to the Creator, effectively, what you're also doing is impacting lives. I so often hear where people want to know what their purpose in life is. Well, I will assure you of this. Your purpose in life is not completely selfish. Part of your purpose in life is to impact and help the greater good. It really, really is. So when you're looking and praying for your purpose, just remember that it's probably more likely that that purpose is going to impact lives versus just impacting you. So if you're returning, it's also making a huge impact on the world. And it also means that you don't look at the idea of personal finance from the perspective of reaching some level, such as retirement, early, and then stopping. But instead, you look at it like, the more productive I am, the more I can help others. So you don't get caught in the trap of early retirement. Look, you, a lot of y'all wonder why I still work. I don't need to. I haven't needed to in a very long time. But part of it is because... I'm a part of this returning program, not at the 10% level, a lot higher than that. Um, as if you've ever watched the movie Office Space, I don't wear the minimum amount of flair, right? I, uh, I try to go to the max. And so part of it is because the more productive I continue to be, the more I can impact other people's lives. I have no interest in retirement. I don't talk about retirement on my videos. I talk about being more productive. So this helps, uh, helps with that uh, healthy context. Now, I was also mentioning this idea of a cosmic vending machine. Okay, so that's not how uh, returning to the Creator really works, right? Uh, the Lord loves a cheerful giver. This is about you bringing back to Him what is rightfully His, and then He will bless you, but it doesn't always mean money. This is not, a, this is not the prosperity gospel here. There's a lot of other ways to be blessed besides just money. But here's the thing, he does it all. Because see, God, God's got a bigger bucket. So the more you shovel at him, the more he's going to shovel back at you. And there's no way you can catch up. His bucket's bigger. And, um, and I think it's so important that you recognize this is not about, well, I'm going to put this in, but I'm expecting something back. This is you're putting this in because you're already more than blessed. If you're watching this video, chances are you are in the top, top echelon of anybody in the world. You're already crazy blessed, right? And so this is about returning back to the Creator, and that gives Him the opportunity to bless you even more, but not just in economics, but in every aspect of your life. So I hope this helps you better understand the passion I have for this. Now, you might be asking the question, all right, well, what kind of places should I give back to? Should you return to the Creator? I love that question. In fact, it was John D. Rockefeller, who was one of the wealthiest people ever in world history, whose biggest challenge was where to give the money, where to return it. Because he could actually earn it more efficiently than he could find the right organizations to plug those uh, resources into. Now, these days, we have a lot of great organizations. I believe money is like manure. If you let it pile up, it'll stink. 
But if you spread it around, it'll fertilize. So I do believe that when it comes to the subject of returning, you don't return all in one place. Now, if you are a part of a church, you're a Christian, you are called to tithe 10% to your local church. So that is a standard right there. And then everything above that, that's where you get and get flexible. Those of you who are not Christians, you're not going to church. Okay, we'll just move on to that segment that uh, even us uh, uh, Christians and whatnot, that we are giving and we're spreading like manure, we're spreading around. So one of my favorite is Compassion International, sponsoring a child. I sponsor a lot of children across the world. It's a remarkable organization. Third-party independent studies have proven their effectiveness. So big fan of Compassion.com. I'm also a big fan of Samaritan's Purse. That's Franklin Graham's organization. They're, they typically are first responders when it comes to disasters and whatnot. Remarkable organization. I also do quite a bit in, uh, in contributing to missionary work all across the world. I think that's a very important piece. But I also contribute to my local community's missionary work. I, am, um, I was one of the founders of Orlando Serve Foundation, which is a, uh, a homeless organization that does absolutely extraordinary things for the homeless community in the Central Florida area. In fact, I heard this story a couple of days ago. So we do these events uh, in these local community centers where we help the homeless get their, uh, their driver's license back so they can go get a job. We help them overcome certain legal matters and things that just get them stuck and there's no other organizations that do it. And so we do these events and we try to, you know, we bring little judges there and bring in the, the technology so they can literally hold court and, uh, and, and solve some of these problems that the homeless have had that have held them down for decades in some cases. This one gentleman was there. He was formerly a successful business owner, uh, but through some legal problem, literally wrecked his business, wrecked his life. His wife and two children were living in a motel, and uh, he had gotten so angry, and he used to be in the military, he had gotten so angry, he, that week was at the point where he was going to kill the people that had caused him all those legal problems. He wasn't going to kill innocent people, or already called innocent, he was going to kill the people that caused him the problems. And he went to that event, one of these, they're called He Got Up events, with Orlando Serve Foundation, and uh, he got plugged in, got some of his legal matters, headed on the right track after two years of him not being able to do it himself. He gave his heart to Jesus Christ, and uh, he literally, his entire world changed that day. And it wasn't just his world that changed that day. It was the people that he planned on killing that he didn't. So the point is, when it comes to this concept of returning, it's about impacting other people's lives, spreading this thing around. The great news is there's an enormous amount of amazing organizations that need more financial resources. That's, in some respects, what you've been called to do. You've been called to produce great economic results so you then can spread them around wisely and really fertilize those amazing organizations that are impacting thousands, if not millions, of lives. And I also see this as an amazing opportunity for our country, who's so divided politically right now, that if everyone was willing to be a part of this returning program, you think of the amount of money that could go into these private organizations that could then help, and that way we aren't always asking the government to do that or do this or do that. We have private organizations to do it. All right, that's, I don't want to get too political there, but I see a, a greater dream here. So I hope that this helps. Some of you might find this controversial, but I'm telling you, you will not find someone who's been on this program for any length of time to say, boy, my life's miserable. You won't find it. Test the Lord in this. He tells you to do it. Test him in this. See what happens. You'll see. It is absolutely remarkable the way he can bless your life. All right, well, I'm Phil Pustioski with FreedomMentor.com. 
If, uh, if you have questions or comments, put them down here below. I'm sure you will. I want to hear about them. If you've got some great organizations that you recommend that people contribute to, put them in the comments so people can scan through those. You've heard what I like, but there's always so much more out there. And uh, thank you so much for watching my videos. If you want to become a first-class market-leading real estate investor, I do have an apprentice program where my uh, team and I, we mentor and we turn people into money-making machines, partly to, for their own good, but also for the, the good of others. Thank you so much, and I'll see you on the next video.